This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Alrighty, friends, welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and this is like a special special. I think every episode here is very special, and we'd be and we are very intentional about who and what we talk about here. But today is a little different. And I told you a special special because I have a very special friend, a partner in business, a business bestie that is joining me today. And she has been on this ride with me from nearly the very beginning, which is absolutely wild. And I thought it would be fun for us to come here together and have her in her own words and us just have a really organic, natural conversation about what it's been like to grow this business together and also set her free on her adventure that she is embarking on right now. But our special guest today is Esther Littlefield. And I couldn't be, there is not an intro that is warm enough to really share what she means to me, to this business, honestly, to our family and everything that she has helped me with as we have both grown in our own visions and stepped into the next best version of ourselves. And we've done that together and held separate businesses at the same time. So formally, Esther is a marketing strategist and a business coach for Christian women who are ready to stop feeling scattered and confused about how to grow their businesses online. She's the host of the award-winning Christian Women Leadership Podcast and the Christian Woman Business Podcast. She is passionate about helping clients cut through the confusion, find clarity, and develop confidence in their marketing strategy so that they can focus on what will truly help them create a business and a life that they love. All of those words are exactly what Esther was able to do with me and help me do in my own business. And we've got an origin story that I think you're going to love to be a part of and to hear. Thank you, Esther, for showing up and being here with me today. Thanks, Natalie. I am super excited to be here, of course. And just mostly because I get to see your face and talk to you (laughs) because I haven't done that recently. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So um, rewind. I left corporate America in 2015 and I started my my first adventure of a business. And that business was more of a coaching business, more life coaching business. And it was short-lived, but it definitely, the blessing to me was that I, it exposed me to this online business world that, you know, coming from corporate and just the circles I was running in, I had no idea existed. And so with that came the ability to network with other people who were finding the same type of work. And I was learning so much, not only making good friendships and new friendships, but also learning so much about the landscape of online business. Like, do you remember your mind being blown that people actually made money by, you know, in the ways that we now do every single day? Like that was something that was so far away from where I was, but it was such an awesome time. And the people like anything, the people are the ones that made this process and and that, that piece of the adventure. So cool. And 
I also had a lot of time to connect with people. And one of those people I got to connect with in the early days was Esther when I was still in that very first business that I had created called the More Mom Movement. So Esther, you want to tell them how we connected? Oh yeah. I love to tell this story because it's super fun. (laughs) Yeah. So I was also in my first iteration of my online business, which was also more in the space of motherhood. And I talked a lot about marriage and I was blogging and I thought I was going to make all the money, you know, just blogging that was going to bring all the money. So I had started growing an email list and somehow you ended up on this email list. And I sent an email and I asked, if you fit this particular description, if you would be willing to hop on a call with me and you were one of the the few people that replied and said, yes. <laughs> and we hopped on the phone and had a conversation. And I feel like the rest is history. Mm-hmm. From there, we just started becoming friends and then began kind of collaborating and connecting and networking, like you were saying. And then when you shifted into project management, then shortly after that, I shifted into something that would also actually make me money from home <laughs> instead of <laughs> trying to blog. <laughs> yes, I, I can. More mom was really, I wouldn't have called it this back then, but it was really like in my mind, it was like a, a media company and using blogging. I had had a personal blog of my own for years. By the way, I just stumbled across it the other day. <gasps> how terrible and how amazing at the same time. That was so funny. But I was really thinking of, you know, leveraging more of a blogging. And so that kind of brought us together. And then also our interests and our values very much are the same. And so I think that's what fast-tracked our friendship so quickly. And we were both in a space of exploring what else was out there and the models that we had, we were very excited about them. I remember those, those, those conversations. We were very excited and we were convinced that this was going to be the thing. And through networking and continuing to grow and look around, we started to see kind of what both of us are teaching people to do today, which is really look inside and see what it is. We can do a lot of things. Like, what are you going to do that is going to number one, be most authentic to you, to the skills and the gifts that you have. And then also, what are we going to do that's really going to bring income into our family? Because both of us are at a place where we need income coming into our family. We're not, you know, doing this for a hobby. We needed this to be income producing. And so we started looking at our, our core skills and I remember Esther, you were like, you were knocking out this marketing stuff. You like technically, I remember you had such good technical skills. Like you just got the tech part so easily that I was like, (laughs) I want to be like Esther. And then, you know, we're friends. And so I was, you know, I was trying to build opt-in pages in a website and I was going to you asking questions. And so our friendship all, I mean, we definitely started this adventure together as friends. And then we started to see business opportunities, never thinking of one another in the early days. And that friendship was really mentorship for both of us, you know, we were talking about, I was doing more planning stuff and you were doing a lot of the marketing and technical work. And we started relying organically relying on one another as friends to do this. And so we'd get on coffee chats and, you know, lots of good conversations. And I'm sure Voxer was a part of it way back then. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. And then I started to shift into project management. That's kind of like what Esther said, like, oh, I actually have to make money or I'm going to have to figure out something else. And I did not want to go back to corporate. So I started to believe myself. And you were one of those people that helped me to believe that project management actually had legs in the online space. And 
you know, I know the importance of it. I had done it in corporate. I could see it in a lot of veins and vessels in my life of how that skill set was a differentiator for me. But I never in a million years would have ever imagined myself creating a business around something that came so naturally to me. But you and other peers were like, absolutely, we need that. And you were talking to your own set of people who needed those things. And, you know, I was having those conversations. And so you helped me to really make that transition from that hobbyist and that that aspiring media company. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. And you had big dreams for that thing. I remember you Girl, held I on to that do. for quite a while. <laughs> My kids are going to be out of the house and I'm still going to be thinking Give about me. more mom. Oh, you know that because I've, you, you've been like, Nat, should we cancel yeah. this, uh, this email? <laughs> Or should we, should we, what do we do domain name? (laughs) Yes. Anyway, that's where project management was born. And you were with me from the very, very beginning of getting that first client. I remember sitting on my couch and as soon as I had gotten that first contract, I was so excited. I told Jess, but it was not even like 10 seconds later. And I was texting and boxering you like, Oh my goodness, this person's actually going to do this. We had no idea you were helping me with how much to charge. Like I was completely new and had never really sold anything. Right. I'd never (laughs) sold a service. So I was like, what do I do? And it just, Uh, it shows you the depth of our connection from a very early age stage. (laughs) It's so funny because I don't remember that part of the story. I don't remember that you messaged me right away, but I remember you doing the same thing for me when I realized, okay, you started those services before I made the decision to shift. It was a few months before I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. And I remember you saying, Esther, there's people who I'm serving. Now I'm getting these clients and they need help. They need what you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you were the one that gave me a lot of belief that I could actually go out there and start offering the services that I started with too. I yeah. wouldn't have done it if it weren't for you. So, wow, that is a, that's a moment. And you never know the impact that you're going to have because for me, it was like, she has a skill set that I don't have. And these people were coming to me with big dreams, not a lot of team, not a lot of income to be able to spend. And I definitely wanted to serve them, but I was, you know, and I could have tried to figure out what it was that they needed and tried to, you know, I'm sure I could have figured it out, but I had this great friend and (laughs) I was like, wow, she can do it. She's already done it. I've been seeing her do it. You know what? I forgot. We did that webinar together. Yes. Yes. And and the webinar was when I was still trying to sell my course. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you did sell some of that course, girl. Oh, I I did. I I sold a few. A few. Yes. But I remember when we came together, that's when I saw your tech skills because you were building. I was like, oh my goodness, this chick knows what she's doing. I'm like, I can't even contribute. (laughs) I I can be live and I can talk and teach, but I'm like, she knows everything. That was the aha of like, oh, there's a lot to do. This is very complex. She's really good at doing it. And she's a partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So fast forward. Well, we can't fast forward too fast, but there was a lot of iterations of Natalie. I, I was joking, you know, when I stepped out of corporate, I call that, you know, Natalie 2.0, but that was probably Natalie 5.0, but we'll just go with 2.0 because it's easy. And you were with me from probably 2.0 to about 8.0, because we have had, as every business does, has evolved, has 
has gotten bigger, has had to shrink at some times, at some points, and really watched me and helped me to pivot and navigate sometimes some really cool stages and sometimes some really hard stages. I know that yeah, we just had such a great, we do, and we still have such a great partnership and friendship that it made it very easy in those moments of overwhelm. <laughs> we don't have to go into those conversations where I'm like, <laughs> Esther, Esther, I can't, I just don't know because there are plenty of those. But then also to have such a good friend and partner in this with me whenever there were really high times and you... Mm when you would stop me and say, oh my goodness, we just achieved this because I'm one of those people. And you're one of those people who was like, it's, you know, fine. I set the goal. I met it. Let's go. What's the next goal? What's the next goal? But having a partner and a real true friend to stop in and say, whoa, sis, like, let's just take this in for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because we had lots of highs and lows and that's the way business is. But to do it with a friend and someone that you deeply trust was it really set the precedence for me for how I want to do business moving forward. And it, I'm always going to be very grateful for Mm. that connection that we had. And I don't want to start getting teary because goodness (laughs) gracious. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Well, do you want to talk about some of the challenges maybe if we want to, if we want to peel back the curtain, were there challenges for you and or for me that we had either in the business or in working together? Because I think Obviously mm-hmm. we loved it and it was amazing. And we didn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, we worked yeah. together for five years, but you know, there were some challenges too. So yeah. Well, anytime we changed, I think, remember we both had our own businesses. So Esther was working in my business, but she yeah. was a service provider inside of my business and still had her own business. And so, and I supported that. I wanted that because I wasn't able to financially provide everything that she wanted and to help her meet her goals. She needed that. So I loved having someone in my business who had the opportunity to still be able to do that. But of course, when you're sharing time with with people, that was, it was never a huge thing. Like I have to say it was pretty easy. And we also had a, a very, I was always able to say what I wanted to say. And the friendship helps that, but it also makes it like, I want to say it really, really right. Like I don't give myself any permission to say it wrong or to have a bad temper because this is not like just another beating heart. This is a a beating heart. That's my good friend. And Mm -hmm. so I won't say that that was difficult or challenging, but it definitely made me stop sometimes when things are troublesome or things are behind or I mean, just the things that happen in business. Luckily, there really were very few of those. So, (laughs) yeah, I think what you're saying, I mean, basically I would say the same thing. I think we did a really good job of this, but I think we had to navigate those pivots that both of us went through in our business journey. And so when there was a change for you where your business would like, you know, when you shifted and started the certification, like that was a big shift and it was requiring a lot more marketing, you know, or mm-hmm. different marketing or things like that. Or when I would shift and change, like, oh, now I'm doing podcast management. And so now I'm taking on more clients. And I think that we had to have really honest and open conversations about yeah. like, we would check in with each other. I would check in with you and say, hey, is this still working? Like, is what I'm able to provide still working for you? And vice versa, you would often check in with me and say, hey, like if this mm-hmm. if this isn't gonna work for you, like it's okay, you know? And we never liked having those conversations, but we did <laughs> on a regular basis. And I think that really helped us stay in tune with where each of us was at. 
Yeah. And that we were still providing, you know, like I was still able to serve you and then you were still able to, to get what you needed from, from what I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember those conversations and sometimes I would put them off in poor leadership fashion. I would put them off, but I knew like, and the conversation was typically like, Hey, if you're ready to do something new, I want you to do something new because I'm your friend. Like I'm going to be okay. Like don't stay here because you feel like you have to. And I think we both felt the same way and we both knew that we would both be okay when the time came and it did come late last year in 2021. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Um, It was your fault really, actually, Natalie. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Because let me tell the story. Because at the beginning of 2021, I was having this crisis moment with my own business of like, what should I do? Should I serve these people or these people? I want to serve both. I had this whole plan for 2021 that was going to be like, basically still running two businesses. And it was a conversation with you that you were like, Esther, where can you serve at your best, where can you use your gifts and who needs your gifts and your service the most? And it was basically that conversation and a few other key conversations, but really yours was pivotal of me realizing I wanted to go all in with the coaching and starting my own program. Yep. (laughs) And really that was the confirmation. Like then I did that and then it worked. And then I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) If I'm going to do this, then I have to go all in. And that's what led to almost a full year. I mean, you know, I stuck it out to the end of the year. I was like, yeah, I just had to tell you, I can't keep doing both. Yeah. And it was hard. And I remember when you leaned on me for in that moment, I remember exactly where I was in my house. And I remember like feeling the emotions I felt whenever I was separating from, I mean, when I made that big decision of going into one, only one signature offer, you know, I went from having a little bit of client work and then doing the group program and managing the two of those. And then betaing the sort of betaing, is that a a verb? I don't know. We can make it a word, yeah. <laughs> a, a verb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was doing that. So I had all those three things going on at one time. And, you know, I still had one-to-one client work that, you know, you were really helping me with the marketing stuff, but sometimes you were helping me with, with some technical things. And so it was just, it was such a big You role. had so many things. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I really man. don't know how you managed it. I don't I know. I <laughs> don't either. I really don't. But we had that moment and it was scary. And I remember you were scared for me whenever I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I am not looking back. If it doesn't work, I'll rebuild it. Like we know how yeah. to build businesses at this point. It may not be pretty. It'll definitely be faster than the last one. So yeah, I just said, I, I want to be singularly focused. And the the relief that that brought me emotionally, financially, there was a little bit of a, you know, there's a big gamble that goes on there. But the relief that it gave me, that was the the peace that I felt whenever I was giving you that same advice was like, yeah. where where is your heart? Like we can do all these things. It's so easy for us to do and to serve because that's who we are truly called. Both of us are, are called to do is to serve. And so how do we want to serve? who do we want to serve? And I remember you leaning on me and, and feeling like I wasn't thinking about it. Like you worked inside of my business. I was thinking of it, like you're my friend and Mm -hmm. this is what she needs to hear. And I didn't think about it till much later. And I was like, Oh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is going to come back to bite me, but ultimately it doesn't bite me if you as a friend are in the right place. And you're right. You stuck it out that entire year. And, and we did a lot of work in 2021 and you yeah. laid some serious foundations in this business that allowed us to go from very little to extremely blessed in a very short amount of time. And mm-hmm. I am indebted to the work and the systems and the, the foundation that you set here because we built an entire, I mean, we built this together and we joke that, you know, when we first came together, it was a dream for either of us to make $50,000 in a year. I mean, not yeah. take home, but like to bring that into the Just business the revenue. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in that five years together, we went from very little to seven figures together mm-hmm. and to be along that entire journey and knowing the Natalie that was serving clients and, and serving 10 clients at a time and trying to do, you know, just way too many things to getting that clarity. And then again, to expand, you know, growing and deepening and and you were along for all of it. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm ever grateful for that opportunity and just the blessing that that entire experience has been in, in my life. I want to go back to what you were just saying about when you were talking to me about making that decision about where to focus and kind of where, what to do with my, with the rest of my business. And I remember when you were deciding about whether to go in on just serving operators, like you were, do you remember we would have conversations because we would, when you started the podcast, you were still speaking to two audiences. You were still talking to the CEOs who needed to hire you know, or maybe needed extra support. And then also the DOO or the potential DOO. You never liked that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was pushing you to choose. And it's so funny because it's so much easier to do that for other people, to see that for other people and to say, look, like, here's, here's the thing. The operators, they're the ones who need your expertise and they need your mentoring and they need your coaching and they need your certification. And the other people still need it, but they don't need it in the same way. So yeah, it was easy for me to tell that to you, but it, I had to hear the same thing from you. <laughs> yeah, that, wow, full circle moment. Yeah, when you said that, it, it reminded me of all those conversations when we were looking at the website and you would be like, and we were trying to figure out how do we separate the audience? We're all directing them to one website and we didn't want two websites, but we were yeah. really talking to two very different audiences. And then that showed up because we had people joining the wrong programs and, and we would still come back to the same thing. You would come back to me and say, Nah, we've got to figure out, do we do this through email on the website? Because this isn't working. And that honestly, all of those experiences kind of led me to being, you know, you read books like the one thing and, you know, essentialism and et cetera, that will kind of organically get you to that place of, I need to simplify it. This needs to be one thing. (laughs) All of those were doing that, but man, I, I, I'm playing all of those conversations in my head of of the website and putting a landing page on top and having them select, are you a business owner or an operator? Well, and I think it, it's funny because as I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's because I was trying to help with the marketing. Like I was, you know, I was supporting you on the marketing side. And so from a marketing perspective, it was difficult mm-hmm. and not to mention the email list. Like then we would get the email list and we would have to figure out who are we sending this email to? And for a while, I think we were trying to like speak to two different people mm-hmm. in the emails and it just made your business so much simpler and so much more successful. When you made that decision to just commit and go all in on one, on one niche. 
it really feels like one business today. It, it really yeah. does. And back then it felt like at least two, if not three. So ooh, yeah, that yeah. was, that was big. And we navigated it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> some way. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yes. So what are the other, let's, let's, what else can we talk about today? We should talk about, we talked about some of the challenges, but what are some of the things that we tried to do in our working relationship that allowed us to thrive? I have a few that I thought of. <laughs> Go ahead. Sis. So <laughs> I think we already said honesty, like those honest conversations, honest check-ins with where we were at, how things were going. And I know there were times too, I would say that when things were stressful, like when there was tension around a launch or around, you know, <laughs> the desperate various, calls. Yes. <laughs> the, the difficult, you know, but, but there, there were times when you were stressed out for good reason. Mm -hmm. and vice versa. But from my perspective, working in your business where my role I felt was to kind of just be there for you, like mm -hmm. to just sort of stay calm and mm -hmm. support you and also reassure you. And most of the time I was right. <laughs> like <laughs> you're right. Those people are, those, you are going to get people in the program. Mm -hmm. You are going to get this X, Y, Z, you know, but in those moments, it would feel scary to you because you were the one that had to pay the bills. And I mm -hmm. think that's something even just for those who are working in someone else's business to keep in mind that when the leader is struggling or stressed, like there's usually a bigger reason for that mm -hmm. and to make sure that you're not taking it personally. Like I tried to make sure I didn't take things personally. If things were tense, it wasn't usually, you weren't actually ever taking it out on me, but like sometimes there was just more tension around mm -hmm. a situation. I would try to not take it personally. And I would try to remember to like, just be there to mm -hmm. listen and support. <laughs> and then the next day or the next week, it would be like, we would realize, oh yeah, it is going to be okay. Things are, <laughs> things are coming together, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things I feel like was one of the ways that we were able to navigate. Yeah. Working. And I've been in lots of different businesses and you've worked with lots of different people as well that have been healthy and unhealthy relationships. But when I was in those moments of tenseness, it was always so comforting maybe not polished, but always comforting knowing that we actually had a good friendship. And there are people out there who teach like, do not hire your friends and do not, you know, and, and that's an episode for another day. But I have been, I always hire for values. I, I don't care. I always hire for values. And if you hire for values, you have a friend there because you and them feel deeply aligned somehow, some way, maybe your skills are different. Obviously you bring different things to the table than, than I did, but having the friendship really allowed me to not have to script it yeah. and to still know that there's something to uphold here, right? Like you can't run and hide like not, mm -hmm. you may be having a hard day. You may think that you're going to go broke. You may think that this isn't mm -hmm. going to work. You may think you're not going to have enough people coming in here, but I will say that that line of friendship was very supportive in those hard moments as much as I want to also say like, it didn't give me permission to treat anyone poorly, right? It, no, it gave me permission no. to be honest and to be real and to say, Esther, I'm freaking worried. 
Like I am worried. And we did a lot of what ifing and you supported my what ifs. And those are so, I still do what ifs, right? Like we're human. And, (laughs) and I, I bring a substantial amount of of income into this house. And what if becomes a thing when launches are poor or when Mm -hmm. you're not converting or when the economy tanks or whatever that may look like during Rocky and and times. But I, I will say our friendship really helped me to, to just be me and to lean on you and to not try to do it alone. That would be a big takeaway and a great benefit of bringing somebody in who aligns with your values that you can open up to, because it was never, it wasn't hard. It was easy to be open. Yeah. So true. Another thing that I thought of was just, I mean, that I always valued in our working relationship is the mutual respect. Like I always felt that you respected my skills and my my input, even in the early days when I wasn't really so much involved in the strategy and the overarching planning and stuff, I was more doing some of the tasks and doing some of the tech and some of those things. But even then I felt like you really valued my input, my insights and things like that. And then as the business grew and as we, as the role shifted, I had that even more from you. And Mm -hmm. I know I've been in other working relationships where I haven't felt that way. And I think you do such a good job of seeing people's potential and then telling them that (laughs) like you saw potential in me for stuff that I didn't see in myself in the beginning, especially. Mm -hmm. And that really truly gave me the confidence to, to kind of continue to up level what I was able to do and offer you and others. And you did the same for me, by the way. (laughs) This is very symbiotic. It was mutual. Yeah. Because I would, I think I sometimes would speak into you Mm -hmm. things that I thought you needed to hear. Like you, I'm going to use this as an example, call you out. You will always say to me, I'm not a good writer. I can't write. (laughs) And then I would make you write something because I'd be like, okay, nah, I'm not going to write this. You have to write this email or something like that. And you would write it and be like, this is, this is good. Mm -hmm. You know? So like, sometimes I would have to tell you, like you actually do have that. It might not be easy for you, but you can do it and Mm -hmm. you're good at it. Yes. I I play that back in my head many times, Esther, (laughs) when I'm like, I know if I write this, it's going to be the, it's going to come across the exact way I want it to. So yeah, yes, I do. I love seeing people step into their gifts. That's, that's really what I'm doing today. And I get to do that through work, not just in my own team, but through the ladies that join us in the certification it's it's everyone has gifts you know I, I know i feel like i say this all the time but we all have gifts and if you're in your zone they're not the same gifts i have right. and i loved watching you step in i i love what watching your own progression i mean yes we you came to me with a lot of technical savviness, I will say. And then mm-hmm. what you developed in the last five years with masterminds, with growing, with curiosity, with learning, with testing, and you mm-hmm. got to test those things in my business. Well, that's what I was just thinking about. Like, I feel like what our working relationship did for me was honestly, it was like a playground. Like, yeah. you know, I got to try out all these different things that you needed done. Yep. And over the years, I figured out which things I actually really didn't like doing or didn't want to keep doing. And then we would find a way to pivot or change and have someone else do those things. And actually going through the certification and then also continuing to support you 
helped me to recognize, oh, actually I thrive on the marketing side. I Mm -hmm. like operations and I can do that, but that's not really where I thrive. You know, I thrive more on the ideas and the, you know, the content ideas and coming up with strategy and things like that. And I don't think I would have gotten to that point of recognizing that that's where I want to thrive if it hadn't been for all the things I got to do in your business. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, I was obviously <laughs> the beneficiary of a, of a great playground for you. And we really tried so many things together. And it was well, yeah, fun we, giving you the rain to just do it. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, we would just repair it. It wasn't like it was going to bring us <laughs> I mean, all the there way were, down. And there were a few things that maybe flopped a little bit, but you know, we don't... <laughs> really? <laughs> when we tried to launch a course. Right. When we tried to launch, bless, (laughs) bless. Well, so here's, here's a lesson there. The reason the the course didn't work was we just didn't have a developed enough audience back then. So for all of you guys that are listening, that are operators, two things I will take away from the last couple of minutes of us chatting. (laughs) The course didn't work because we didn't have a large enough audience. I was too new. And that was just a shift we were not prepared to make. But the second thing that goes back a little bit from what Esther was saying that I wanted, when you said it, I was like, yes, directors of operations need to hear this. You are that support. And that's why I always say a director of operations is a strategic partner to the leader. So not only is there a values alignment, they also have to see your value and your worth from the skills that you're going to bring that they don't have. And because we really were the epitome of a strategic partnership, it was easy for me to hand things over to her. And at the same time, because our values and our friendship was there, it was easy for us to to support one another at the same time. So really taking on sometimes the energy, sometimes the tasks, sometimes the friendship, none of them were ever at the peak at the same time, but we really had the full package and and we still do, by the way. It's not like it went away. (laughs) We just don't work together at this point. So I wanted DOOs to hear that because that is the role that you're going to play. You're going to be that person who has to deliver some hard news, who has to support somebody through good and bad, through creating and being innovative and coming up with new strategies that may or may not work. Yeah. And when that, when that launch flops that you got to be there to support them and, (laughs) and, you know, know it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I never felt like if a, if a launch didn't meet the goals that we had set for itself, I was never like, it's Esther's fault. Like it was never, and and you don't want to work with people who are going to put that much pressure on you because I mean, we all know the truth that it's never one function's fault, but that was another thing. Like I never felt like superior or like, it wasn't like my way had to work or your way was wrong or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. I see that so much in the environments that we are working in today, but it really truly was just such, there was so much ease in. I trusted who she was as a person. I deeply trust her knowledge and the gifts and how committed she was to following through with them in this business. And I think that that has, it shows in the fact that we were truly serving in the same mission for five years. Like Mm -hmm. I think of that, it really feels like it went by in, in a blink. And when I think of my business, it feels a little bit longer, but from a friendship, it feels like you've been with me, you know? Yeah. It also feels like it's been our whole lives. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah. 
I just want to add one, one more thing that just based on what you were saying, Ellie, because I think that for someone who's listening, if they're a DOL or aspiring DOL, they might be like, oh, I wish I could have that. Like, I wish I could have that friendship relationship with a Mm -hmm. client or whatever. And the other thing that I see happen is people applying for roles and then not getting them and being super upset and, and disappointed, which I understand. But I think the thing that I, that you are just speaking to is the importance of the values alignment. It might not turn into a friendship like Natalie and I's. And I don't think either one of us ever would have dreamed that it would have in the way that it did. But I think, I guess I would just encourage the person who's like looking for roles, looking for, for jobs as a DOO to, if you don't get a role to maybe look at it differently, like maybe that was just not the right fit for you because you could end up in a position that is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you can end up working with someone and that's happened to me. I mean, it's happened to all of us. Like we've ended up with clients that weren't that values alignment. That wasn't a good fit personality wise. I think that's the other thing is your personality has to click with the other person. Mm -hmm. You have to like be able to have fun with them and Mm -hmm. joke around and, you know, or just at least like have some sort of rapport personality wise, even if it doesn't become a friendship. So I don't know if I have a point there, but I guess I'm just saying like, look at those opportunities when you're, when you're applying for a role, you should be vetting the person just as much as the role, mm-hmm. the, the leader that you're going to be supporting. You want to make sure it's a good fit so that you can end up having a role that you love. Right. In. You'll never have a strategic partnership if there's not a values alignment. I, I know I can just hammer on this all day long, but Esther and I were both on the same mission. Like, yes, it was my mission, but she could see it. She could feel it. She could taste it. She delivered on it because it was easy for her. to. There was no resistance there because she believed in it too. And frankly, I believe in her mission for her own business and her own life. And it was easy for us to, to give to one another. It was never, but the values that you're, you're hitting on something that does matter and, and really should be here because of course, we're disappointed when we don't get roles, but sometimes it's a big fat blessing when you're like, ooh, you don't really know yeah. who that person is. And, you know, for the same reasons you may have applied because you were desperate and they probably, hopefully, if they were being guided in their hiring process, maybe they're looking at your application and maybe they spot a misalignment with your values, right? And yeah. so, you know, it's never it doesn't have to be a bad thing on you. It's not because you're not qualified. It could just be at the base of it. You just have different values. And the most powerful combinations of work are going to come, I believe, when values are, when they overlap. They don't have to be identical, but definitely overlapping and valuing the other person's values. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was alluding earlier, but Esther at the end of last year had come to me and had said, you know, I remember the day and I'm going to be very, very transparent and wildly shocked. But she came to me and she was like, so I think that I'm going to move on. This is what I'm going to do. And as I mentioned earlier, I knew she was going to, I knew at some point that this was going to happen. All of the people that are in my friend group, my masterminds, they knew it was going to happen at some point too, because hello, you know, it does happen, you know, it would happen. And you're, you're building something beautiful. You're building something that is catching. You're building something that is filling you up. And so it's natural to want to go serve deeper in those capacities. And I knew that now selfishly, when I heard the news, if it were probably six months sooner, I would have probably melted in a ball and not come out of my room for days because 
I wasn't ready. And I will say I was never ready to lose Esther because she, like I said, she's, she's been the fabric of this business for, since I started it. And she's seen, she's seen all parts of me. She's seen, you know, a successful Nat and she's seen someone who is really scared. She's seen someone who is hurting, right? At that point, I knew it was time for you. I knew when you came to me, it was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be fine. Like we have such a strong foundation and you contributed to that. And as much as I thought Natalie six months prior to that, to that call, I really, I would have gone to my room and not come out because I wouldn't have known. I would have felt desperate. I would have felt like, oh my goodness, Mm. I don't know what to do. And so I think the timing was, was divine, but also knowing that we created, you know, professionally, it was like, Natalie, I'm going to give you this amount of time. It wasn't two weeks. It wasn't even two months, right? It was like, Nat, I know what you're going to need. And you were respectful of what I needed, even though I was like, at the end time, I was like, I would do anything to have Esther for four more months. (laughs) (laughs) And don't you think for a second, I did not try to negotiate in my head how I was going to have that conversation. (laughs) Luckily, we did not have to, but I would say to the very end, I knew it was going to be okay because I knew that we had a friendship that surpassed that business transaction. I also knew that you were going on to do your greatest work and I was too. And Mm -hmm. that one part and one person of the business isn't everything to the business, right? Like it takes a collective effort and there will be another collective effort to come in. That was like grown up Natalie talking to myself because I would not have believed that in 2021 or any year before then. So Mm -hmm. having the amount of time I had with you and the influence in the business and the professionalism, like, you know, you, you wrapped up in the way that good, solid people wrap up, how I would expect the director of operations to wrap up business. Mm. You know, you gave me good time. You helped us with the hiring process and then the onboarding and the materials that you created to continue to grow this legacy that we're building Mm. here that you have been able to contribute to for so long. And then even like today, we still reach out and say, ah, where's this folder? (laughs) (laughs) So I I say that with just how heartfelt all of this was. It was super hard to hear that and super gratifying at the same time to see you move into your next level of work. Well, I am forever grateful for the time that I had in the ops authority Mm -hmm. and even what it was before the ops authority and all the, (laughs) all the iterations of Natalie, but really, you know, the feeling goes both ways because I know I would not have created what I created Mm -hmm. and stepped into using my gifts and, stepped out and started offering the coaching and the programs that I created without your support, without your cheerleading for me. I mean, you always encouraged me, even if you knew it meant that I might eventually not be part of your business. And so thank you. And that's really what I believe that's just good leadership. I was modeled that in corporate from few, not a whole lot, but from a few people where it's like, you know, the ultimate success is for someone in corporate to take my job, right? If someone takes my job, that means I get to go higher or I get to look for something else. And when I bring that inside of here, it's what I want. I want someone to be very specific with what they want to do, define it, and then go after it, knowing that there's a middle for everything. We are in the middle right now, even though we feel like there is still success here. So yeah. Esther, I just, I'm so grateful. And thank you for for showing up today. And I thought it would be fun for people to see what it's like to work inside of the business. And we grew a team. We had, you know, we, we had lots of people around us, subcontractors, independent contractors, and, you know, even 
Alex was our first full-time hire, making us feel really grown up, right? <laughs> <laughs> that made such a difference for you. I was so glad for, oh for goodness. you and when she came on. Yes. Actually, if, if she wasn't here when you when you were leaving, I don't know how pretty that would have been. It would have been a rough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again. And um, I know that we've got some overlap in our audiences today who would love to follow you and are probably just mm. curious about who I've been talking about today if they don't know you at all. So share a little mm. bit about where they can find you and what you're doing, sure. by the way. Don't just give them oh, a little okay. link. Tell them what you're doing, who you're coaching, how you show oh. up, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, the best place to find me is my website, which is estherlittlefield.com. And I'm on social media, same thing, Esther Littlefield. If you search for me, you'll find me. Instagram and Facebook are where I hang out the most. And yeah, basically I offer coaching and I have a mentor mind for Christian women. So I stole that word from you. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that word. <laughs> it's basically a mastermind, but we call it a mentor mind. I offer coaching and higher level strategy and support for Christian women growing a business online. And then I have some other courses and resources for general building an online business, but also podcasting as well. So you can come over to my website and find all that information. Yes, I love it. So, and the podcast is really superior. It's one of those that you just, it's easy when it comes up, you know, at least for me, I feel like I hold a bunch of podcasts inside of my player and sometimes it's like swipe, 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 kind of like social media, but you always have the richest, most timely information and heartfelt Mm -hmm. message for us to receive. So if if that is your jam, I definitely want you to check that out. And Esther, again, I will tell you forever and always that this business wouldn't be what it is today if it weren't for all of the energy. I was going to say blood, sweat, and tears, but that is not, I hope that, I hope that does not. <laughs> I don't think I ever okay. bled for you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I did but, have some tears, but <laughs> yes, we definitely had some tears, but the the energy, the emotion, the, yeah. the talent, the professionalism, the tears, the the friendship, all of those things are just a full self-expression of my gratitude to the journey that we were able to share together. And I'm grateful that it doesn't have to end. And we're great friends in 2017 and 2022, (laughs) which I can't believe it's 2022, but (laughs) good luck to you and all that you do. And I'll be here cheerleading for you and giving you that wise advice that you need that you've probably already given me (laughs) when the time comes, but Mm. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I hope that this has been fun for all of you ladies who are listening in today as well. We will see you back here next week at the Ops Authority. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.